we're back with another installment of Mock Draft Mondays on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly, truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. And if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. It subscribes you to the channel and gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And lastly, but most importantly, join us on the Subtext platform. On Subtext, you're getting alerts right to your phone from Matt and myself, whether it's to answer your questions when it comes to Keeper or Dynasty, or Matt and I updating you with our rankings, which are tiered. We have over 100 outfielders and starting pitchers and much much more you're going to want to check us out on subtext we offer so much more on there than we can in this 30 minute podcast and guys real quick today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel make every moment more right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet that's $150 if your team wins visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today and guys real quick we're talking we're doing mock draft Mondays on a Monday Maybe a little bit later in the day, but we're doing it on a Monday nonetheless. But real quick, before we jump in and get to the nitty gritty, we're talking mock draft, getting really close to, you know, draft season here. Got to give a special shout out to my brother, Matt. Uh, guys, if you're a fan of the show and you know Matt, uh, Matt just gave, uh, Matt didn't give birth, but his wife Morgan gave birth to their second child. Uh, Matt gave, Matt's wife Morgan gave birth to their son, Lucas. So guys, if you know Matt, or even if you don't know Matt and you just want to congratulate him on, you know, giving having another child in his family, uh, give him a shout out, sound off in the comments below. Let's congratulate Matt on his son, Lucas. All right, guys. So now I'm here without Matt, but Matt is still here in a way we're going to be breaking, or I'm going to be breaking down a, a mock draft that Matt did the other day. Uh, let's get it up on the screen here. You know, we'll get right to it. We'll put the team up on the screen here. And we're going to switch, get and get the right view up there. Hold on, bear with me. Uh, you know, Matt is normally the tech guy. Uh, so I'm getting used to things here. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we got the team up there for you now. And if you're not watching on YouTube, let's get right into it. And we're going to break down the team. But real quick, this team, uh, this mock draft that Matt did, it was an eight, uh, 12 man league, and he drafted from the eight spot. So the team is as follows. He took Jonah Heim as his catcher, Vinny Pasquantino at first, Bryson Stott at second, Gunnar Henderson at sh- uh, at third, Nelson um, O'Neill Cruz at short, Fernando Tatis as his outfielder one, Jordan Alvarez as his outfielder two, Luis Robert as his outfielder three. He has Eloy Jimenez and James Outman as his utilities, uh, Blake Snell as his SP one, Jesus Lazardo as his SP two. He has Kenley Jansen and Jose LeClerc as his closers. Yuri Perez is the SP3. Bybee is the SP4. Sonny Gray as the SP5. He has Jose Alvarado as his third closer. 
Uh, his bench is Tristan McKenzie, Aaron Savali, Junior Caminero, Taj Bradley, Chris Bryant. And also this team was drafted in a head-to-head categories league, by the way. Just in case you don't know, that is Matt and I's specialty. And if you join us on subtext, uh, those are the rankings that Matt and I provide on there. But we always talk points leagues a little bit too. You know, if you give us your settings, we can always give you some uh, feedback on uh, how we think you're doing with your points leagues or what you we think you should do as far as keepers or anything like that. Once again, that's on subtext. But um, as we get into things here, uh, Matt was kind of telling me he took a similar approach here to what Matt and I have been doing. And if you haven't been around or if you forgot what Matt and I have kind of been doing so far this draft season is we've been waiting to get starting pitchers. So that's what Matt did here too. He did grab Snell and Lazardo. Um, I believe fairly high, uh, but not, not, not too high, but I believe, um, before the 10th round of both of those guys, and then didn't take another one until a bit later. So let's kind of look at how this strategy pans out here. Um, I'm going to pull up his uh, his draft board here as we talk about it. So, you know, I can kind of give you an idea on what rounds where he took, you know, certain players and on, you know, just really going to give you the outlook here. And then I'll kind of start to break it down and uh, tell you what I think as we move into the second segment. But, you know, in the first, he took Tatis. Uh, you know, the thing with Tatis is, can he get back to where he was coming off, you know, a couple surgeries on the wrist and, you know, the steroid accusation? Can he get back to being that superstar player? You know, last year was a little bit of a down year, but even, you know, when you don't have all those eyes on you, like he did last year, even when you're just coming back from an injury, it's hard to do. It's hard to get back to your, you know, um, full potential. I think Tatis can do it. I think he's worthy of a first round pick. I think where Matt took him in the eight spot is, you know, uh, not, not a bad idea, not a bad move there. You know, moves into his next pick. He takes Jordan, you know, grabs another outfielder, which I think is a great strategy this year, guys. I think taking outfield early is great. I think outfielder starts to fall off fall off a cliff around 30, 35. You really start to get a look at names and you're like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to be, you know, living around here. So, you know, Matt kind of follows suit there. He takes uh, Jordan after he takes Tatisa. Jordan, another guy. He's got a couple of injury questions, but then again, who doesn't these days? Uh, love the power upside with Jordan, love the batting average upside with Jordan, I think, you know, another young player that, you know, is going to be great. And Matt makes it three outfielders straight, takes Luis Robert, you know, to shore up the outfielder uh, situation there. And I think it's a great play. I think it's a great play. You know, you get a guy that gets steals, you know, him and Tati's going to chip in, you know, get you probably 20 plus steals each. I think Robert even has batting average last year, you know, didn't hit for a great batting average, you know, um, a career around 290 type of guy. I think Luis Robert's going to be very, very good this upcoming season. Another young dude that has another level that I think we're going to see uh, a lot, lot, lot more from him coming, coming uh, this next year. Then we have Gunnar Henderson was his next pick. That's where he went in the fourth round. I, I love Gunnar. Another guy that just has, you know, all the right stuff. Had a big breakout in the second half of last year. I think he keeps uh keeps suit with more of the same this upcoming season. Then Matt taps in here in the fifth round, grabs uh, his first starting pitcher and Blake Snell. I I really do love this pick. I, I kind of want to see where Blake Snell winds up. Uh, I know we haven't talked about it here on the podcast yet, but um you know, Baltimore went out, got a Corbin Burns. Do they dare? Do they dare go out there and sign up Blake Snell as well with the new management there? Heard Cal Ripken's involved. Uh, I, I think I think it's possible. Would love to see him pitch there. 
uh, we'll, we'll see though. We really will see where things go. Blake Snell, if he gets this nice landing spot, I think he stays comfortably in that top 12 starting pitchers. I believe I still have him ranked as my seventh starting pitcher, Blake Snell. So I, I think it's a good move there, grabbing him uh, in the fifth, sixth round. Matt Stanks, O'Neill Cruz, something that Matt and I have both been doing, grabbing O'Neill Cruz. Uh, I think the upside of O'Neill Cruz is is very, very high. Big home run potential, big steals potential. Uh, Ellie's going in the third, and you know if you can get O'Neill Cruz in the fifth, sixth round, I think that's a great move. Uh, before we you know go on here and discuss uh, the rest of Matt's team and really break things down in the second half, I might get a little bit more critical of things here and kind of tell you what I would have done differently and just you know kind of beat up on our buddy Matt when he's not here a little bit, you know. Uh, but before we do that, I do have a quick ad break for you guys. And guys, we are talking about FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all of those who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, uh, who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel on an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And guys, real quick before we move on, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering up the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And guys, I promise you this is the last thing, but this is the one that's most important to, you know, Matt and I. Uh, we're introducing the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast Diamond Club on the subtext platform, your ultimate fantasy baseball companion. Dive into the offseason with Matt and I as we provide our tiered rankings with over 100 outfielders and starting pitchers. We also have prospect insights, sleepers, breakouts, busts, and we're giving out personalized draft grades. Even if it's a mock draft or if you just, just want to draft and you want a grade and a breakdown, Matt and I are doing that on subtext. If you have burning questions, Questions, Matt and I have the answers, even when it comes to keeper and dynasty players. As the season unfolds, you can rely on us for dynamic content, get real-time alerts right to your phone, including waiver wire rankings, instant call-up alerts, injury reactions, and a whole lot more. Stay ahead in your fantasy league by joining the Diamond Club on subtext where the path to victories begin. Subscribe now and elevate your fantasy baseball experience today. Whew. All right, guys. I normally have the, uh, you know, I normally able to pass it off to Matt here, but you know, Matt is not here. So we're jumping right back in and we're getting back into this team. Uh, that Matt drafted was just a mock draft. 
kind of going to just run through this team again and kind of tell you where he drafted everybody. So um, O'Neal Cruz was his um, sixth round pick. Lazardo in the seventh as a second pitcher. Yuri Perez in the eighth. Stott in the ninth. Bybee in the 10th, Pasquantino in the 11th, Sonny Gray in the 12th. He goes uh, Jansen LeClerc, then Eloy, Jose Alvarado, McKenzie, Jonah Heim, Altman, Savali, Caminero, Taj, Bradley, Chris Bryant. So that's the breakdown there round by round. Now, uh, I really want to get into what I like about this team and what I don't like about this team. I think the strong points of this team is actually waiting that far to get, you know, your first pitcher and kind of just slowly building and, you know, winding up with the staff that I think is going to be pretty solid going into the year. I think that's a strength, especially if Blake Snell gets that, um, uh, you know, strong landing spot. Love the outfield. Going three outfielders as your first three picks is is a great move, you know, in, in you know, day and age where once again, after about the top 30, 35 outfielders, you're you're seeing a fall off a cliff. You kind of want to fill your you know top three outfielder slots, at least your top two pretty early on. But now here's where I'm going to be a little bit more critical. Like I said, you know, just because our, our brother Matt's not here doesn't mean we can't pick on him a little bit. Uh, I do like Gunnar Henderson in the fourth round, though, a, a little bit risque. Uh, you know, you could have went and you could have got yourself a, a first baseman here. Uh, let's see who kind of went uh, at first base a little bit later. Um, You have um, not a Tristan Casas. Now, I guess, you know, nobody really is that enticing at first base. I guess he could have went Goldschmidt or waited a couple rounds and got you a Christian Walker. I do actually like Christian Walker probably would have done something like that. Uh, instead of taking Gunnar Henderson there, uh, would have, would have went maybe shirt up for, uh, you know, a different position there. You know, like I said, he couldn't have gotten, you know, any of the elite first baseman, but I might've waited to get a first baseman, took a different player there. Um, and if, if we're just looking at this team as a whole, once again, if you're watching on YouTube, you have the whole uh, team up there in front of you. If you're not, uh, I, he, the, the closer situation is good. I I don't know if I would have grabbed the third one in Alvarado might've went and got a, uh, you know, another pitcher there. You know, uh, you can never have too much starting pitching depth in a uh, head to head categories league, you know, five by five standard league. You can never have too much starting pitching in a league like that. Uh, or even, you know, maybe I would have um, snagged another bench hitter here because you know what? All he really has, um, you know, is uh, Eloy, who is going to be, you know, utility only on uh, most platforms. Uh, I think he retained outfield eligibility on Yahoo. Uh, but on most other platforms, Eloy's not going to have it. Then he has James Outman and and Caminaro. You you want to get a utility type of guy, a guy that plays multiple positions, right? You want to get a guy that maybe plays first, second, uh, outfield. You know, a guy that plays third outfield. Just a guy that has multiple position eligibility, either on your bench and your utility slots. Uh, a, a guy that comes to mind, uh, you know, that Matt and I have been drafting a lot is a Christopher Morell type of guy. That is, you know, has second base and outfield on most platforms. Guys like that. Get guys like that in your utilities and your bench because they could fill in in other spots. I would love to have a, see a guy like that on this team. Another thing is, even though I do like this pitching staff, a lot of uncertainty, right? Where does Blake Snell end up? Ken Lazardo take that next step, you know, had a high ERA, kind of finished out the year a little sluggish last year. Yuri Perez, we know that the, the skill set's there. We know what the talent's there. Can he do it for 160 innings? Bybee, same question as Perez. Sonny Gray, 
that's the thing. What I really love about this rotation, though, as I'm trying to pick it apart, you know, Matt and I are, are brothers and we kind of we think so much alike. It's hard to sit here and really break down his draft and because I really do like this team. Uh, Sonny Gray's a rotation stabilizer. You know you're going to get a solid ERA. You know the whip's going to be all right. You know he's going to be around to K per nine, goes to St. Louis. Very good team. Uh, they do very well with starting pitching over there, and I think Sonny Gray will excel. Uh, you know, even a McKenzie, a McKenzie coming off an injury last year, we're getting such a value on him this year. Savali is great. Taj Bradley I'm not in love with, but, you know, as a dart, the last one of your picks can't really go wrong there. I will say this, though. Jonah Heim is somebody that I'm not big on this year. I'm really not big on Jonah Heim. I know Matt likes him a lot. This is a debate. You know, I think we'll have more debate-based episodes in the future. So, you know, we'll we'll talk more about Jonah Heim there. And, um, guys, as you bear with me here real quick, uh, I, I think you can wait on catcher, and you could do so much better. You can get guys like Mitch Garver, Logan O'Hoppy, and I think that are going to be on, uh, you know, on par with uh, a Jonah Heim, or if not even better, uh, you could wait. Where did he get Jonah Heim again? Let's take a look. He took Jonah Heim in the 18th round, and Logan O'Hoppy goes, you know, in, in the 20th. So, you know, there's there's room for improvement there, uh, even though Mitch Garver kind of went in that same round, and that's who I really love as well. So it's not really a, a bad value on Jonah Heim even. So once again, you know, hard to break apart this team and hate it. I think the Matt's biggest offense is not, you know, having a little bit better of bench hitters, but sometimes you got to supplement that. Sometimes you got to supplement that. You can't always have the, the best at every position. You know, you do the best you can. And Heim going to be in a good lineup in Texas. Maybe not the guy I would have taken, but you know where, where you're getting him. That's where you're. If you're waiting on catcher, you know you're you're getting got you're you're getting him around that spot anyway. So not a bad pick. You know Logan O'Hoppy, I guess it goes a couple rounds later. Bo Naylor goes around later. Alejandro Kirk goes in the twenty second round, but I'm not even a fan of his. Um, you know, this is kind of just, and, and as we move kind of almost into, you know, this last segment here where, uh, you know, we'll kind of give you some final thoughts, some uh, last minute takes and uh, stuff like that. Guys, we do have one more quick ad break for you. All right, guys. So uh, final thoughts on this team. We'll start. I'll put a grade on it. Uh, you know, once again, if you want a grade and, uh, you know, kind of a written breakdown, you know, a couple sentences and, you know, you could ask us questions on it. Once again, join uh, Matt and I on the subtext platform. We'll do that for you. But I'm going to honestly give this team a, a strong B plus, a strong B plus. Uh, I don't love Kenley, Kenley Jensen as his closer one, but he supplements that with Jose Leclerc and Alvarado, who I actually really love. And to be honest with you, I might have both of them uh, ranked higher. Actually, let me refer to my rankings here, guys. My tiered-based rankings that if you want them, uh, join us on the subtext platform and you will have access to those and mats. I, in my rankings, actually do have Alvarado at 16. I have, who were the other suspects? Kenley Jansen at 22. And I actually have Jose Leclerc at 13. So, um, you know, I like them better than Kenley Jansen. So we could have waited on Jansen and, you know, had Leclerc and Alvarado. And that's enough. And then you could play the wire and get your saves, uh, you know, your third closer if necessary there. Um, 
the the bench the bench bats are killing me with uh just eloy you know who, who has a lot of upside james outman who i like too but could potentially be platooned let's kind of see how things go let's see if outman could take that step in uh, year two you know was a rookie of the year candidate for most of the year kind of faded off got better uh, i love outman but then you know junior caminaro is your only other bench player you know once you a utility knife kind of there uh as i said outfield is strong like Gunnar Henderson, uh, hope Vinny P can stay healthy, but I'm high on him too. And, you know, Matt got him out of value where he took him. I have Pasquantino as my 13th first baseman. I, I do like him. I think, you know, he does have strong power that, you know, Kansas City lineup should be better than last year. So uh, Vinny P is you know, another strong pick. Guys, this is, I think this is really the, you know, the vibe this year is waiting on starting pitching and then kind of just do that slow build on it, you know, uh, kind of like Matt did here. I think it's a great example. If you get your Blake Snell in the fifth round, you know, once again, he has to land in a, a good spot. But I think even if you wait around, right, let's let's look at round six, what happened here in uh, Matt's draft, right? Um, the start of round six, you get uh, Kodai Sanga as the fourth pick in round six, uh, Tarek Skubal as the sixth, Freed as the seventh, uh, Zach Eflin as the ninth, Freddie Peralta as the tenth, and Logan Gilbert as the twelfth. So even guys like that, I love Kodai Sanga. I think he has ace upside. I think Tarek Skubal has ace upside. So if you, those are three great names: Snell, Skubal, Sanga. The three S's. I think we could you know do some wordplay with that. Uh, the three S's. If you get those guys in the fifth or the sixth round. I think you're golden, but then you kind of want to jump back in, right? If you can get you uh, a Max Freed who might slip into the seventh, right? So if you pair up Snell Freed or where I want to kind of see where Logan Webb went in this draft, right? Did Logan Webb fall? Because I think Logan Webb is another great guy. You're pairing Snell uh, who has a lot of volatility when it comes to whip. Um, I think the ERA with Snell is still going to be pretty strong, but the whip is questionable. Whip was questionable with Sanga last year, even though in the second half, the whip was a lot better from Sanga. And Skubal, who, you know, really does have that ace-ace upside, especially pitching in Detroit, great park to pitch in. Question mark, how many innings are we going to see from him? Got coming off an injury. Let's see him, you know, be that good for a full season. Uh, you kind of pair them with these rotation stabilizers like the Freeds, the Sunny Grays. Um, the Logan Webbs. Logan Webb actually went in round four in this draft, which you know haven't been seeing a lot of that, but you know, it kind of shows you how ADP changes as we you know talk through things here, and you know, you guys are getting the information, and you know, everyone's really starting to get tuned into baseball. You're seeing guys like Logan Webb move up, Logan Webb pitching in a great park. Uh, you know, Matt and I are very, very high, and I know Matt's higher than I am on a, a Logan Webb. Uh, I actually have Logan Webb as my 17th starting pitcher. I think Matt has him even higher, so that kind of shows you, you know, he's going around that range. But you want to pair high volatility guys with stabilizers. And, you know, uh, Matt Matt did that somewhat here by getting Sonny Gray. Uh, Lazardo, strong SP2. It has a lot of question marks himself there. Oh. And then, you know, I love the I love the pairing of the young fellas, the the Perez and the Bybee, you know, because I think Bybee is another guy that almost is a stabilizer where I don't think he has this massive, massive upside of the Yuri Perez uh, or the, the the downside of a Yuri Perez, because if that that's another guy who doesn't really put everything together and the stuff doesn't flow the right way, um, has a lot of, you know, like um, lore as well. 
Uh, so Bybee, another guy that can kind of stabilize. Would have loved to seen maybe, uh, well, even us Aaron Savale, right? Even Aaron Savale, I think what's worst case scenario for Savale, uh, you know, going to Tampa for a full season, a team that fixed the Zach Eflin, right? I think Savale, you can almost even count him as a stabilizer. What, what's the worst case scenario? 3 8 ERA. But I think the upside is what did we see from Eflin last year? Low threes ERA around a K per nine for Savale who could throw 180 innings. If he can stay healthy, you know, I say that with Savale a guy who's really never been able to stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, you know, it, that's another guy, but you know, even where he took Taj Bradley, right? Let's go down to where, you know, uh, Matt took Taj Bradley here in the 22nd round. There's not a lot of other pitchers here, but um, you're kind of looking at Lucas Giolito, who I'm, I'm not a big fan of. We've kind of spoken about him on, you know, this show, uh, you know, Bailey Ober went in the 17th is another guy I almost want to consider, uh, you know, a stabilizer because we kind of I think we know we, what we're getting from Bailey Ober. I don't think the upside's crazy for him, but, you know, low to mid three ZRA. Uh, you kind of want to find a guy like that instead of, you know, going. Uh, let's see how many question marks we can put on this pitching staff. Right. I think Blake Snell is, is somewhat of a question mark. Lazaro is somewhat of a question mark. Yuri is somewhat of a question mark. But the upside there is crazy. Uh, Bybee, Sunny Gray, love them too. I want to say we, I feel like it's pretty safe what we know we're going to get from them. McKenzie is a question mark. I think Siv is kind of like a half. And then Taj is a question mark too, right? So if you would have mixed in one more safe starting pitcher into the staff, would have loved it. Uh, and then, you know, I kind of even forgot about Chris Bryan here, right? Uh, I'm, I'm, I, how did I forget about this? And, you know, it's funny, Matt and I talked about this too, so Matt's going to kill me. But you know what? Actually, the bench does look a little bit better when you add the Chris Bryant. If you're taking Chris Bryant as your last pick, uh, I, I think that's a great pick because what if Chris Bryant can stay healthy? Uh, you know, saying this about everybody here. So that's like the kind of theme of the team. That's why, I, you know, I, I graded this team um, a B plus because there's a lot of question marks again. And once again, I'll run through this roster real quick, you know, as we're getting to the end of this episode, uh, listening on the audio end. Uh, it's Jonah Heim at catcher, Vinny Pasquantino at first. Bryson Stott at second, Gunnar Henderson at third, O'Neill Cruz at short, Fernando Tatis as his outfielder one, Jordan as his outfielder two, Luis Robert as his outfielder three, Eloy Jimenez and James Outman as his bench, Blake Snell, Jesus Lazardo as his one-two punch with a starting pitcher. Then you have Yuri Perez, Bybee, and Sonny Gray to round out the top five, McKenzie as his six, Savale as a seven. Taj Bradley as his eight. And then he has closing Kenley Jansen, LeClerc, Alvarado, and then Junior Caminaro and Chris Bryant as his bench. And honestly, in a 12-man league, you know, I, I, I keep saying it, it's hard to really pick this team apart. Uh, maybe a lot of health question marks. Maybe a lot of, you know, not a lot, but maybe a couple of performance question marks. But, you know, even when you look at his bats here, you, you mix in the young guys with the Stotts, Henderson, O'Neill Cruises. Um, you know, you, you maybe you want to kind of see a little bit more of those those vet of those veterans in this lineup, those sure things, right? Maybe that's where we can you know kind of pick into this team a little bit too. Is that, uh, you know, where are your veterans? Where are your guys that are gonna you know? Hey, we definitely know what we're getting from these guys because I feel like even though Jordan's been around and you know Luis Roberts been around, they're still fairly young, right? But well, yeah, I feel like we can, we do know what we're gonna get from them. But you know, question marks with O'Neill Cruz, uh, even though I love him. Question marks with Gunnar Henderson. Question marks with Stott, Pasquantino, Heim, uh, Tatis, 
So, you know, that's why I still think this team deserves a nice little B plus, but there's, there's ways we can improve. There's other things we can do. Uh, you know, I want to talk about, you know, a guy that I kind of been grabbing as either my utility or, you know, first bench sometimes, but I think the value is going up on is a Marcelo Zuna. I think this team could have, um, you know, benefited from a Marcelo Zuna. Let's kind of go back and kind of see where he went in this draft and where Matt would have had to take him to add him to his team. But, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're nitpicking here. Kind of just, you know, I know Ozuna retained outfield eligibility on Yahoo. Not sure if he really has it anywhere else. So Ozuna went in the 13th round. And where was Matt? Matt was taking Kenley Jansen here. And honestly, I think that's a great trade-off. I think that's where you'd make the trade-off with this team, right? Because then you could still take Leclerc, Leclerc in the next round, and you could still take Alvarado two rounds later, right? Um, then you get, then you could even, you, then you don't have to take Eloy, right? Then your draft kind of looks start a little different here. Then you don't have to take Eloy, and you can maneuver and you can make other moves. But you know, that's that's just why we we kind of go through this process. We see what players we like. We see where the values are. And, you know, we all make our own decisions and our own calls and, and we go from there. So, you know, that's really my thoughts here on, on Matt's team. I think next uh, next mock draft Monday, I'm going to do a draft. And the approach that I'm going to take is I'm actually going to go high on starting pitchers because I know we've been talking about, um, you know, doing this kind of strategy where we're waiting on starting pitchers. Let's let's do the other hand. Let, let's kind of see what is it looking like when we're taking um, maybe a Corbin Burns in the second. And, you know, building around that, maybe we go a Corbin Burns in the second and we we go a George Kirby in the fourth and we kind of see how a draft like that looks and a team like that looks. And if we like it better or worse, I know I've done a couple like that and I really haven't liked where my bats have wound up. So I kind of have done a couple more teams that have looked similar to, you know, kind of this construction. And I know you guys haven't really seen any of my mocks yet. Um, so we'll kind of do one of mine next week and maybe we'll do another one the week after where I kind of do a take on this strategy and show you guys, you know, kind of the teams that I'm building with it. But, you know, with that being said, guys, you know, we appreciate you guys tuning in. This is the, you know, best time of year for fantasy baseball. We're super excited to be here with you guys and, you know, just go through this process as, you know, I know drafts are, you know, creeping up and your keepers are locking and we're all excited. But, guys, that's all for today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. And, guys, until next time, see ya.